Welcome to the first episode of Focused on Christ. Focused on Christ is dedicated to the exaltation of Jesus through thoughtful discussions about God's Word, including its practical application to our lives. In short, this podcast is about exalting Christ and equipping the church. To help lead this discussion, Nathan Smith is here, Senior Pastor at Heritage Baptist Church. Nathan, welcome. Thank you, Mike. Very good to have you. I'm Mike Crump, Pastor of Church Communications here at Heritage, and I'm very excited about kind of what we are doing in this space, being able to exalt Christ in this way. Now, Nathan, personally, um, kind of share a little bit about your heart behind why we are doing this podcast. Yeah, thank you, Mike. I think one of the things that we have to remind ourselves is that we're always looking for focus. We're looking for something that governs and guides our worldview, Mm. our daily living, um, our eternal hope. I mean, that is bound up in humanity. Mm -hmm. And when I look at the church today, it is so easy, including in my own life, to get off track. And so really, this is recovering the centrality of Christ uh, in Scripture, in the conversation. Uh, It's looking at the Old Testament and the New Testament Christo-directionally, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, with the direction focused on Christ, but then asking just even simple questions. Where is Jesus in the situation, yeah. the circumstance, or even our time period of history where we find ourselves? Awesome. With focused on Christ as uh, the title, if you will, and as kind of our focus, um, it'd be good to kind of lay the groundwork there. Okay, so we're going to start there. That in, in a world filled with you know political tensions and violence perversion, hurting families, poverty, all these things that we constantly see on the news and in our own lives. The question is, why focus so much on Jesus Christ? Why focus on him? There are so many other things that I have to be doing or maybe even helping with in just practical means, but why is it necessary to focus on Christ? That's a great question, Mike. And I think if we deconstruct the question just a little bit in the sense of who is this Jesus, because I'm not going to assume that people listening out um, on this podcast uh, actually even have a concept of who Christ Mm. is. Maybe someone uh, knows them from a postcard. Maybe somebody went to seminary. Maybe they've never heard the name. So if we understand that there is a transcendent, omnipresent God Mm -hmm. who has made himself known through the scriptures and that Jesus Christ is the living embodiment of that God as the second person of the Trinity who's made himself known to the world, Mm. and he's made himself known in flesh and blood, and he's intersected himself um, into history uh, and, and made himself the center because he is the only hope, the mm. only joy, the only satisfaction, and that through his Holy Spirit today, he still speaks to us through his word and reminding us that the only hope and satisfaction is by rearranging the very constructs of our thinking mm. around his being. So the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 11 said, uh, from him, through him, mm. to him are all things. Yeah. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's what Scripture says, and that's repeated again and again. So why focus on Christ? Um, He is the very center of anything and everything that matters. Amen. So why wouldn't we talk about that? You know, I mean, it's (laughs) just, well, when you put in that perspective, it's it's, this, this, there's nothing else that matters more. That's right. If he is the sovereign, grand, holy God of all creation, it makes sense that our primary focus would be him. Yes. I think that is something that uh, we often lose sight of in the midst of life and busyness and even the things that uh, just are constantly coming at us. 
Um, so in a general sense, I think for the world at large, this is the message, right? There is a God. There is his son Christ who has come to redeem us through the cross, and therefore he is worthy of our focus. Now, let's bring it down a little bit to the Christian because our primary audience for this podcast is probably going to be those who have been in church. And their question is, yes, I know Jesus is important, but why why do I need to make this such intentional effort to make him basically be part of everything I'm involved in? You know. Yes. And, and I think it's important for us to and, and I think of like in 1 Corinthians 15, you know, Paul is speaking of you know, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day. Um, and he goes on and says, that this is primary importance to me, and it should be primary importance to you as well. And so this isn't something that we're just making up. This is something we see throughout the Scriptures, especially in the New Testament, as we see primary message to be proclaimed. I think most believers, uh, people who attend church, mm-hmm. um, let me broaden that actually a little yeah. bit, because believers are people who we know to be Christian, mm-hmm. but there's also an entire group of people that attend church, some of whom are believers, mm-hmm. some of whom are not. Their information and knowledge about Christ yeah. is informed by other sources, maybe their background, their experience, the, the church tradition they come from. Um, so when we think about focusing on cross, Christ and where that that, that matters for the Christian in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. Um, let me put it this way. Um, when we think about Christ, he is the creator. He is the one that moment by moment, who also holds all of existence together by his very being, Colossians chapter 1. Mm-hmm. He's also the one who is described as gentle and lowly, mm-hmm. the one who meets us in our sorrows and in our hurts. He's the one who, who refashions our hearts at the cross, gives us his Holy Spirit, Um, He is the controller of eternity. Mm. Um, He is the one who is with us, but is also the one who is preparing for us um, a place to dwell with him for all of eternity. Mm. Um, The the Christian marriage itself, we we bring bring it all the way back down there, that that Christian marriage, according to Ephesians 5, pictures the relationship Mm. that Christ has with the church. So even the roles within the Trinity as the second member of the Trinity, we see roles and identities even in family and in gender in different ways reflect the way that Christ himself responds and interacts with his Father Mm. and even relates with the Holy Spirit. So in my opinion, built on what I see in God's Word, uh, Christ, who he is, what he represents, and the living hope that he is mm. uh, should control every aspect of our day. Um, let me boil that down just maybe just one, one step further. Yeah. Um, let me just state something that should be obvious in the Christian faith. But Jesus is alive. So at this moment, he is reigning. Mm. At this moment, he is orchestrating and controlling history. And Jesus said, not even a sparrow falls without my Father knowing it. Mm. And that the book of Isaiah says that God calls the the bird of prey from the east and the west and sends the, the lightning to strike where it would. We see this living God, Jesus Christ, uh, right now reigning. And so that means that it, the sparrows are noticed 
<laughs> and the lightning is called to strike in a certain place. Mm. That God is involved in our very existence through his son, through the living spirit within us. And so we need him daily to guide yeah. and to orchestrate our minds, our thinking, our very steps, even how we order this very day. Mm. Do you think we've become maybe... And this this is kind of that double edged sword of becoming too familiar, um, uh, yeah, and that's that a great we question. we grow up around. Especially if you've been in the church, you grow up hearing the name of Jesus, and he becomes very familiar. Now, he is one to be familiar. Right? Yes, yes. Um, and we're even going to in future episodes, we're going to be talking about that gentle and lowliness of Christ that invites us into knowing him, and so that is a reality. But at the same time, he is God. He is transcendent. There is something glorious about him. Um, and maybe we've lost sight of that a little bit, and, and because that does help bring our focus, you know, bring Christ into focus when we understand just how unbelievable he is. And I was in Hebrews 1. You've been teaching through Hebrews recently. Yes. Um, and, uh, of course, we're further along than one, but uh, <laughs> there in v- chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, we have this description of Jesus that is just profound. And I'm just going to read part of this because I think it's important for this conversation, um, because this truly is, to your earlier point, what makes Christ worthy mm. of our attention. So Hebrews 1 Verse 1, long ago, at many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited and more excellent than theirs. Here we have a picture of Jesus, that he is just this glorious God, the radiance of the glory of God, the imprint of his nature. What does that mean? I mean, that's, that's a huge statement, but what does it mean for Christ to be the glory of God or the exact imprint of his nature. Maybe tease that out a bit. Yeah, let me ca- let me come back on something you yeah. just said um, before we get to that. First of all, th- that is one of my favorite passages because it, it shows the transcendence mm-hmm. of Christ, his majesty. Now, for those who are listening, I hope constantly what they'll hear in this podcast. So those of you who are listening right now, what I hope you will hear is that you will hear a transcendent Christ who is beyond comprehension. Mm but also a familiar Christ, yes. a familiar Jesus who uh, Scripture describes him as our brother, yes. as our friend, as our Savior. Um, so there is this beautiful duality mm-hmm. of God, that he is both transcendent, um, beyond our scope of imagination, but also imminent. Mm. He is here. He is with us. He is He's just and holy, but also uh, loving and compassionate. So there's this duality that is part of the beauty uh, of our God. And so the problem with the familiarity with Christ, um, it, the, the issue is not familiarity. Often it's familiarity uh, that breeds boredom mm. or, or a lack of awe That's a good point. or a lack of understanding. Familiarity um, in understanding who he is mm. is actually a wonderful thing yeah. because we should right now, right now, Mike, be able to stop 
and just interrupt this podcast and talk to Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because he's imminent. He's here with us. But we also recognize he is transcendent, mm. holding creation together. Now, when we think about Hebrews 1 and we think that he is the exact radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature, I, I find this so comforting mm. because God is demystified and he's made less mysterious. Most religions, who is the man behind the curtain? Who, who, is, who, is, um, who is God really? Yeah. Like when we get to heaven, who is God the Father? Who is he really? Yeah. But you see, Hebrews 3 says he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. Mm. In other words, even what Jesus said in John 14, when you see Jesus, you see who God is. Yeah. So there's, not, there's a little bit of a lack of mystery in a good sense that is removed that we now know that God looks like Jesus yeah. because Jesus is God. And that when we get to heaven, there's no... I wonder who God's going to be. Yeah, yeah. You're going to enter heaven and be awed, but then as the Christian, you're going to say, this is the Jesus who I always walked with. This is the voice I always heard. This is the presence I always felt. In some ways, it's not going to feel new Yeah. because you've known him all this time. Yeah, and it kind of dismisses that concept that, well, there's the angry God of the Old Testament, <laughs> yes. and there's the really nice guy yes. in, the, in the New Testament, is that... The same God exists in Christ. We see that very clearly, and he is kind and lowly and gentle and beckoning us to draw near to him because he desires to show grace upon grace to yes. us. And sometimes sometimes that, that thought of the, the Old Testament God mm -hmm. is just, if I might be blunt, just poor reading of the Old Testament. Yeah. I mean, read the Old Testament, and, and you see these people, uh, the Israelites, just exemplify the worst of humanity. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's you and me. We yep. all exemplify it. <laughs> I mean, you know, burning their children before Baal. Mm. Um, we're talking murder, uh, rape, serious issues. And yet God in his grace again and again says, I have not forgotten you. In other words, the deepest depravity and sins of humanity are not beyond the grace and the love and the pursuit of a merciful God. That's the God of the Old Testament. So we see the grace and love of God in the Old Testament. Yeah. We also see the justice of Christ in the New Testament, um, where in Revelation 19, mm -hmm. who is it coming to bring justice? It's Jesus, it's Jesus in yeah. Revelation 19, riding on his horse. So what you see is the same God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And Jesus is such a beautiful, clear picture of who our God is. Yeah, and he is worthy. Again, we go back to this. He is worthy of our focus and of our attention um, and so, therefore, we, we want to strive for that. So we're, we're talking about Christ. We're talking about his uh, transcendence, um, even his nearness, and why this is significant for us as far as just being able to focus on him. But what does this mean for me today? I mean, there's a person maybe riding in the car right now. they got kids screaming in the back. They're trying to figure out what their day <laughs> looks like. Uh, maybe they're battling loneliness or, or a difficult marriage, all those things. Or maybe they're, just, they're, they're super comfortable. they got a really nice life going on. They're like, why do I need to focus on Jesus? i got this all wrapped up pretty good. Um, why should we? What, is, what does this mean for the normal person? A normal person. We're all the normal people. But for the person who is just going through life, why why spend this time even considering this? Well, so many of the things um, 
care for my little kids uh, or maybe caring for an adult child uh, that mm-hmm. has gone wayward and you as a parent with an empty nest is starting to figure out how to love them well, mm. uh, loss of job, um, maybe loss of a loved one. Uh, first of all, remember the words of Christ when he said, come to me, all you who are weary mm. and heavy laden. What an invitation. And where does he say? He doesn't say, come to this predetermined holy site, walk around it, Hmm. climb the steps, give so many payments and offerings, and maybe God will hear you. Jesus actually even opens up the curtain wide and just says, come to me. Hmm. And how should you come? As a little child. Yeah. How does a child come? Just in accessibility. If you are, if you have a loving mom or dad, or um, you are a loving mom or dad, you know your child feels that invitation of access. Yeah. How much more the God of Heaven, specifically Jesus Christ, um, the second person of the Trinity, who invites us and says, "Hey, those cares, you're screaming, kids, right now, come to me. Mm. Let's talk about life. Let's." find hope in his very presence. Let's ground our focus in this world that seems half going crazy. Now, we can, and I think we are in future podcasts, going to go into some of the specifics and details of what does this mean. But in a very general sense, Jesus is the door. He is our access point. He has given us invitation to commune with God. Mm. Why wouldn't we take him up on that? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that is true, and that's why you know even entering into prayer is such a profound thing because he has opened up that that doorway for us, and and it should understanding who Jesus is and focusing on Christ really just leads us into greater relationship with Him and the, the fruits of that. Um, I found I find also that the intentionally setting aside or just intentionally pursuing Christ and focusing on Him really grounds me in an eternal perspective that He is ruling on high. There is an eternity in glory that is coming. He will make right all the things that have gone wrong. And so my heart is not overwhelmed with this world. And I think we see Jesus do not be overcome, for I have overcome this world. I mean, there is a... It's exactly the verses I was thinking about as you were just saying that. Yeah. Is it, this, this is wise, because he is in control. He is sovereignly ruling and caring for us out of a deep love for us. Therefore, I can go about my day with that prism of understanding so that I can have peace and have hope and have strength in the midst of whatever may be at my door. What you just said there at the end pretty much summarizes even why we're doing this podcast. And in a general sense, the world is always looking for an organizing principle that is a construct through which we view reality, Mm -hmm. through which we understand philosophy, through the way we live our daily lives. Plato looked for it. Socrates looked for it. Buddha looked for it. This is nothing new. The difference is is that we know that Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, 
in John 1 that says he is the word, that Jesus is the organizing principle that grounds all of existence, and he is the lens and the organizing principle through which all of life should be lived. Mm. And what we're just doing is putting our finger on it and saying there's nothing else to look for. Jesus is the only one to be focused upon because he is the only one that makes sense of all of this. Amen. Amen. Well, Nathan, we're going to conclude with that thought. Um, It's so encouraging to even discuss the one who we love and serve and who loves us. And um, so thank you for your thoughts. Continue to uh, join us here on Focused on Christ as we continue our discussion about Jesus and why he is worthy of our focus.